feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight, big news on the arrest front of cryptocurrency company owner, of course, the company that collapsed. Uh, We are talking, of course, about the CEO of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried. And, of course, FTX collapsed, taking some $20 billion that appears to be missing. And the big news tonight on the Rita Cosby Show is just a little bit ago The country of America filed criminal charges against him, notifying Bahamas that they would like to eventually request an extradition because we know that he has been hanging out in the Bahamas and has been actually doing some interviews, doing sort of this interview tour, trying to basically try to sway public opinion. Uh, But clearly it's not working because the money's not there in the bank account. And many people lost their life's savings. So there are so many questions to answer tonight. Sam Bankman-Fried, the big DNC and Democratic candidate mega donor, who basically donated millions upon millions of dollars to many, many Democratic candidates. A lot of people were wondering, why isn't Maxine Waters talking? Why isn't she trying to push him to get before many committees in Congress? And they haven't subpoenaed him as of yet, but now things are going to get pretty tough for Sam Bankman-Fried now that the U.S. says it wants him. It has notified the Bahamas where he's hanging out also with his family. And so he is expected to be taken into custody, turned over eventually to America, and then, of course, will face the music. And boy, did those who invested their life savings with this guy deserve justice big time. Again, he had $20 billion or so, a lot of it, again, of many people's money, their life savings. Uh, These are a lot of moms and pops also, by the way. We heard Tom Brady associated with this, LeBron James, a number of others. And now suddenly the guy says, well, I have less than 100000 left. So everybody wants to know where is the money. But the big news is Sam Bankman-Fried The CEO of FTX, the cryptocurrency company that has collapsed, is now arrested in the Bahamas. He thought he was going to be drinking margaritas and enjoying the beach. Well, that is not at all the case. Meantime, we are talking about the situation with the merchant of death. And we're talking specifically about this guy, Victor Boot, who was basically one of the world's worst. He was listed as number two. This is the guy that they traded for Brittany Griner. And now today that the reality has sunk in with a lot of people in terms of, you know, what is going on? You let go of this guy. This is a guy who clearly uh, is angry at America, clearly hates America's, uh, you know, allies. He's clearly going to work against the Ukraine And now many officials who were involved in his original arrest are speaking out and just saying they have had it, that they really are angry that this guy is able to see the light of day and they fear what is to come. Here is Brett Vilakovich, um, who is sort of a former, you know, military guy. And he says 
this is an enormous, enormous victory for Russia and looks so bad for the Biden administration. Take a listen to what he has to say. And this is seen in Russia, by the way, as a massive win for Putin at a time when I think they need to resupply their military forces in Ukraine. Most people don't realize right now there is a massive supply shortage of ammunition globally. There's this underground arms race occurring in Russia, the U.S. and NATO. Everyone seems to be vying over these same stockpiles of weapons. And Victor Boot has access to these networks that he can essentially reestablish to provide these arms to, to Russia and support their, their continued work uh, globally to to create this destabilization. And Brett Velkovich also believes, everybody, that right now, this guy, Victor Boot, who, again, is considered one of the most dangerous people in the world, well, he says he clearly is going to be working and targeting America. Really scary stuff. I'm saddened um, the fact that Victor Boot is back in action. I mean, there's a reason why the Russian government chose him after all these years over all other citizens in incarceration. And it's very clear there's going to be massive global consequences because of this. There will be strategic impacts. There's going to be immediate effects of his release, especially as it relates to the war in Ukraine and his deep ties to the region. And you better believe he has a bone to pick with the United States. He was taken down at the hands of the DEA. And sitting in prison after all those years, knowing who was responsible for his incarceration, he's going to be highly motivated to work against U.S. interests. He's likely going to reactivate his his arms deals networks across the globe, and he's going to start providing um, arms to the Russian government to support the efforts in Ukraine. So how big of a mistake was it to trade anybody for this guy, let alone somebody who was an NBA star who was behind bars for hashish? And I contend Brittany Griner never should have obviously been behind bars in Russia. It's outrageous. We still have, of course, the former Marine Paul Whelan there. But people over the weekend were seeing these images of Victor Booth there on the stage in Russia, basically being toasted. He's like a celebrity now in Russia. You know, he's like being heralded. He like they had him on the stage saying, oh, we're so glad you're home. And he's drinking champagne and laughing to the bank. And it is sickening, guys. How big of a mistake was this for the Biden administration to release this guy? And especially at a time right now where we're worried we got a wide open southern border. We also had the war, of course, Ukraine battling for survival against Russia. We're supplying weaponry and money to Ukraine. In fact, we just signed off on another aid package. How insane is that? We signed off on an aid package. And then now we release the guy who is known as the world's worst in terms of getting arms for Russia. And guess where they're going to end up? They're going to end up in Ukraine. Does this make any sense? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, we just talked about the fact that it was the DEA who busted this guy. It was an enormous, enormous bust. And the agent who basically was in charge of the DEA Special Operations Division when the case started, after the White House decided at that time, after 9-11, we've got to do something. We've got to crack down. And boy, within about seven months, they developed enough evidence to get this guy. So great work by the DEA. And the agent who was in charge of overseeing it all joins us now, DEA agent, the former one, Derek Maltz. Uh, Derek, great to have you here on the Rita Cosby Show. Thank you, Rita, for having me to discuss this important topic.
You know, Derek, you have been on our show before about fentanyl and other things, and I was not surprised to see uh, that you and your team did such amazing work getting this guy. I want to have you kind of take us back to when this happened, because he actually, what, he arrived in Westchester County Airport in New York uh, in November, November 16th, 2010, uh, in White Plains, New York. Walk us through sort of the moment that led up to it and who this guy really is. So, Rita, let me just give you some quick background. So the DEA has a global law enforcement presence working very closely with counterparts. We were asked by the Department of Justice to go after another arms trafficker, Monza Kassar. And he was the one allegedly mastermind the Achille Laurel hijacking that killed Leon Klinghoffer back in 1985. So we successfully got him on a sting operation. So we got a call one day. My boss called. Mike Braun was the chief of operations of DEA. We got a call that the President Bush's um, deputy national security advisor for terrorism wanted to see us to discuss the, the cases on the arms trafficker. So what happened was we went in there and he basically challenged the DEA to pursue this Victor Boot guy, who I had never heard of at the time, the Merchant of Death, the Lord of War. What we realized quickly is that, according to what we were told, is this guy was not only one of the biggest traffickers in the world of weapons, he was a former Soviet military officer who was close to Vladimir Putin and also bought all the planes and, and uh, cargo planes and arms after the collapse of the Soviet Union. So we put together a very, very complex international sting operation utilizing some of our incredible, credible, uh, incredible uh, confidential sources, and we infiltrated Mr. Boots' organization. We started the case sometime around August of 2007, and then he was in custody in Thailand uh, about seven months later on March 6th, and he was charged in the Southern District of New York with four terrorism charges, conspiracy to kill Americans, conspiracy to acquire and use surface-to-air missiles, conspiracy to kill U.S. officers, and basically U.S. nationals. The bottom line is we had the best prosecutors in the world in Southern District, headed by Preet Bharara at the time, and these guys were very experienced in prosecuting terrorists. And so we got this guy. Eventually, we got him back to the United States after a very difficult extradition battle. The entire U.S. government, including the Obama administration officials, when Joe Biden, coincidentally, was the vice president, helped us get him back. Secretary of State uh, Hillary Clinton, Attorney General Holder, uh, you know, the president himself, his, his Department of Justice, it was so helpful. It was a proud moment to be an American. I was in the White House Situation Room with all their principals. We discussed this plan. We discussed the importance of getting him back. And everyone knew what an incredible threat to our country and the world this, this Victor Boot was. Well, and Derek, and by the way, see, Derek, Derek, you just brought up a really powerful point that uh, Biden was vice president at the time. So he was very obviously well aware who this guy was. I, I, I also have to ask you, too, because um, here it is. Uh, there was a sort of a discussion of when they sentenced him. He gets, what, 25 years, um, you know, uh, and life. Um, and then he says something to you. There's something really powerful. I saw it in a New Yorker article. Can you kind of tell me about that conversation? Well, he doesn't say it to, say it to me. He said it to, he said it to the writer of the article, the New York writer. And basically what he says is, you know what? They're going to try to lock me up for life. I'll get back to Russia. I don't know when, but I'm very young. Your empire will, will collapse. So his words before the sentencing, and now look at him on the news. He's talking about his support for Vladimir Putin. He's in big support of the war in Ukraine. 
All right, he's a thug, he's a global terrorist that was convicted, and we traded him for a vapor. Makes no sense. And you know what? I want to make it clear, just like you. We're glad to have Brittany Griner home. This isn't about Brittany Griner. This is about a very uneven trade that's going to put the world uh, in, in a worse shape now because of this national security threat is free again. He didn't serve his sentence for terrorism, and he doesn't deserve to go home early, period. Yeah, 1,000%. And everybody, we're talking to Derek Maltz, um, who was a supervisor agent. He oversaw the Drug Enforcement Administration's investigation of the merchant of death, Victor Boot. Um, you, you sent me some images, too. I mean, there he is coming off the plane. Uh, you're right there. This is Westchester County Airport. And, and you just said a really powerful point. We traded him for a vapor. I cannot believe, like, to me, it's the world's worst trade and I'm all for, you know, getting people out, especially Americans that are there. My goodness, I'm, I'm thrilled again that she's home. I, my heart breaks for Paul Whalen. And to me, this sounds like a re- like we really got like hosed, like we really were wimpy in this trade deal, because how could you let a guy out for somebody who just had hashish oil? It's embarrassing. And now the point that I was playing with uh, Brent Vilakovich, who's a former military guy, very active now in like pulling people out of Ukraine uh, and also Afghanistan and places like that. He says he 1000 percent believes that Victor Boot now, Derek, is going to target Americans because it was the Americans that arrested him, that busted him. You just repeated it, too, that he said, you know, your empire, America is going to collapse. I'm still going to be around. So he's on a mission. How much of a threat do you believe he's to America and how much of a threat do you believe he is to Ukraine? Well, I believe he's a huge threat to America, and it's really just common sense. He had Putin's picture hanging up in his cell. This is his idol. Putin was very loyal to Victor Boot and got him back home because he needs Victor Boot in the middle of this crisis, which is an embarrassment to Russia because they're not really winning the war, but they are killing innocent young and innocent young people and citizens of Ukraine. But now Boot is going to go back. He's got all his years of experience. He's a young man. And he's going to get back into action. He's on the playing field, and he's a big threat to the country. And by the way, it's common sense he's going to be pissed off in America for putting him in jail for all these years. And this guy was so arrogant and invincible, and the U.S. government, with our capabilities, we put him into jail where he belongs. But let me just bring something up real quick. When President Obama first took office, there was a letter that was written by the Congress, and it was a bipartisan letter. Get a copy of that letter and read it. Part of the letter talked about all the blood of countless victims that was on Victor Boot's hands. And then he talked about, in the letter, Mr. Obama, a release of Boot would be a blow to justice and a serious impediment to national security. That's pretty much the quote exactly. So Obama, Biden, and all these officials knew it. That's why they were so supportive of the DEA's effort at the time. And now, look, just a few years later, how many years later, right, 10 years later, the guy's out free. And Joe Biden's not paying attention to details. I don't know who he's getting his advice from, but whoever negotiated this deal should be held accountable immediately. How uh, big of an issue do you think it is also for other countries around the world? As you just pointed oh, out, you, he's going to buy this guy is this guy is one of the worst. You know, he was right under the list of right under Baha, uh, Osama bin Laden. Right. So, Rita, let's let's just talk about this. What bad guys do is take advantage of weaknesses and vulnerabilities. So when U.S. people are traveling around the world and they're going into some of these corrupt countries, 
right, with these corrupt leaders. They're going to realize if we, if we set up some agent or we set up some person in our country, we can negotiate with the U.S. and get all our people out of jail. Because Joe Biden rolled over for Victor Boot, he's going to roll over for anybody. It's common sense. I mean, these guys are very complex, sophisticated criminals, and they know how to take advantage of the weakness. Just like on our southern border, they're taking advantage of our weakness and invading our country. So it's a very serious matter. It's not to be taken lightly, but like everything else, it's, it's disgusting what's happening to this American beautiful country so quickly with the lack of leadership and the poor decision-making. It is heartbreaking. Uh, Well, Derek Maltz, first of all, thank you for everything that you and your team did. Uh, What an incredible job to get him within, as you mentioned, just a few months. Suddenly in Thailand, then he gets extradited. You brought him to Westchester. You had huge charges against him. He was locked up. And you guys did an amazing, amazing job. And also thank you for your perspective, because it is so important. You know it firsthand, and you know what this merchant of death is capable of. Um, Derek Maltz, thank you very much for everything you and the DEA do. Um, You guys are terrific, and thank you for your amazing years of service, Derek. Rita, thank you very much. One last statement I want to make, because I'm a big believer in this. Politics should never get in the way of national security. And unfortunately, that's what's happening right now on our southern border and with this Victor Boot decision. Yeah, I I think a lot of people see that. I think, sadly, a lot of people see that. Derek, thank you very much. And everybody, when we come back, we're going to take your calls. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we have been talking about the merchant of death. You just talked to the DEA agent whose team basically oversaw and was key in getting uh, this monster, as we know, Victor Boot, uh, getting him behind bars. And you just heard directly from Derek Maltz, who was there uh, and saw him when he landed in Westchester County Airport in New York. This is in 2010. And it was for four terrorism charges. Great work by the DEA. And now Biden lets this guy out in exchange, as you heard from Derek Maltz, for a vapor. And he's outraged. And here is... Brett Vilakovich, a former military guy, also describing just how dangerous this merchant of death, this Russian, is now to America. Russia is doing a lot of work in Africa and Syria. They're vying for resources. They're they're vying for power, especially in Africa. You've got these Russian-backed mercenary groups like Wagner, who control a lot of the corrupt governments over there. And it's very easy, I think, for him to continue to supply arms to those organizations and, in the end, work against U.S. interests. Work against U.S. interests. Really scary stuff. Let's go to Bob, uh, line six. Bob, what are your thoughts as you're hearing these details uh, that Biden was well aware who this guy was? He was instrumental, uh, you know, not instrumental, but he was signing paperwork showing this guy was the worst of the worst. Everybody was. And then suddenly now he trades her, you know, trades him for, quote, a vapor, as Derek Maltz was describing. Rita, I'm not surprised. He's an incompetent idiot. He needs to be removed as the president of the United States. He's a total moron. He needs to be charged with treason. Wow. You know what? It, it is shocking that he did this deal, and it clearly was not in America's interest. I, I Listen, I'm all for getting Brittany Griner out any way you can, obviously, but getting rid of basically Hannibal Lecter and sending him out loose on the world is not necessarily the way to do it. Um, Bob, thank you. Let's go to Steve, line seven. Steve, your thoughts. 
Yeah. Hi, I would put this in, ca- in the category of Afghanistan, the way he uh, withdrew from Afghanistan. Same kind of lack of judgment, total, total, uh, total lack of judgment. I think this is evidence, more evidence of him having dementia, because no one in his right mind would go for such a such a situation. And even if they were uh, recommended to do something, they clearly, if they had the interest of the security of this country in mind, they would not go for something like this. So he's putting the security of this country at risk. And this is what happens when you have a person with dementia and political uh, amorality and corruption in the charge of the White House. You know, that's a really interesting point that you say that, Steve, because it's like there are politics at play. And I can't but help think about that's what he's doing at the border. It's like he's allowing everybody in and it's one big leaky sieve. And same thing, you let go of this guy for some political reason to cater to people who've been pushing for Brittany Griner. And yet we're at risk big time. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story about a hero dog which helped cops to locate a man who was missing for a week. A dog named El Palomo was hailed a hero earlier this month after he managed to lead police to his 84-year-old man. And this is a guy who went missing into the desert after getting lost during a week. Um, and he was going on a walk and had not come back. So everybody was wondering, oh, no, what is going on? It was uh, very cold temperatures at night, hot during the day. And so the family reported the man's disappearance several days later, claiming it was not unusual for him, uh, you know, to wander off just a little bit. But then he would always come back. And they did say he also had dementia. He's 84 years old and suffers from memory loss. So members of the National Guard, the municipal police, uh, the municipal civil protection unit and others um, started looking for the man and to no avail. And it was then that authorities turned to man's best friend, El Palomo, who managed to find him nearly two miles away from his home about a week later. The man was taken to a nearby hospital for dehydration, malnutrition, and also received two days of treatment. All the while, El Palomo actually stood outside the hospital door waiting for the recovery of the man. What a beautiful, beautiful story. The police said, quote, the unconditional love of El Palomo allowed the guy to clearly be discovered and also to help in his very, very quick recovery. What a beautiful, beautiful story. And also shows of the value of our great furry friends who help law enforcement in their searches. Well, we are talking about, first off, the great work that law enforcement clearly did to get this guy, the merchant of death, Victor Boot, the Russian, to get him, you know, first off, behind bars. This guy clearly is one bad hombre. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If you see it and you look at the history of this guy, uh, the DEA got him on four different terrorism charges, many of those conspiring to kill Americans. This is clearly a bad guy. And at the time, they basically said, we got to lock this guy up, throw away the key. He should never see the light of day. Uh, This is clearly someone who is a threat to America, who is a threat to the world. And also with super close ties to Vladimir Putin. And now we see that he clearly 
is out there celebrating and free reign courtesy of the deal, the lousy deal that the Biden administration did to get him released part of this prisoner swap with NBA star, WNBA star, Brittany Griner. Now, again, I am all for Brittany Griner getting out. I think she never should have been behind bars. It's outrageous. She had vape oils in her suitcase. And yes, she shouldn't have had them there. Russia doesn't allow that. But clearly, they were exaggerating the charges, using her as a political pawn. It's outrageous. And she never should have been behind bars. But to suddenly break your pattern and to let go one of the world's worst, it doesn't make any sense that the Biden administration seemed to have caved. And we look foolish. That's my concern. And we also are now in such a dangerous, such an incredibly precarious situation, courtesy of this lousy deal by a weak president. He should have said no. If you're going to do an exchange with this guy, and clearly Russia wants him right now because they need somebody who's going to help them develop their weaponry, the Russians need more weapons, so who better than the merchant of death, the guy who was supplying terrorists with arms, than going now around the world and, and buying up weapons that the Russians can use, guess what, in their fight against the Ukrainians? And how does this make any sense, guys? When we're at a time, we are defending Ukraine. We are sending in weaponry. We're sending in money. Other countries are doing the same. And so we're doing all this. We just did another deal to send money and aid, you know, to them. And then at the same time, we're letting go the merchant of death who is buying up these arms that no doubt are going to end up on the battlefield against the Ukrainians. They're going to end up in Russian arms. And then also this guy is clearly now out for America. He was obviously out for America beforehand because he made these comments uh, when he was busted and basically said, I'll get out at some point and your empire, you America will fall. So now he's not only on a mission to do whatever he can to help the motherland of Russia. He is in basically a world war vendetta against America and he will do anything he can to bring down America because he's outraged that he was behind bars to begin with. And he wants to, like, show America up right now. I mean, this is such a scary situation. And to do it for Brittany Griner, one individual, leaving the Marine behind, not getting a slew of people. And now we're hearing also from the Biden administration that they're planning to basically see what they can do now to get Paul Whelan out, the former Marine, as if, like, They didn't know what to do before. They sound like they're a bunch of, like, JV squad. Sound familiar? That's what Biden, Obama used. Remember, that's how he described ISIS years ago. Boy, was he wrong. But that's basically the way that the Biden administration is handling this foreign policy, like a bunch of neophytes. I mean, this is shocking. He knew who Victor Boot was. He was vice president at the time that Victor Boot was taken. And they basically said this guy should never see the light of day. And then you trade him for a WNBA star and you leave the Marine behind and you don't. That's basically the end of it. And now you're going, oh, let me see how we can negotiate against to get this guy out. Uh, Somebody else out now, an American who's behind bars. And meanwhile, Victor Boot is out there celebrating with champagne and laughing to the bank. It is sickening. And we may have unleashed hell on earth. 
courtesy of another lousy decision by this administration, just like the way Biden pulled out of Afghanistan, leaving billions of dollars of equipment behind. Now we have unleashed this guy who is going to be out for America even more than he was before. And now he is Putin's right-hand guy like he was uh, many, many years ago. This is such a scary, scary situation, and Biden created it. That is the sad thing about it all. Here is National Security Advisor to President Biden, Jake Sullivan, who wouldn't even really kind of say that Victor Boot's a terrorist. I think it's pretty clear he's a terrorist. Take a listen. I'm curious, does the administration consider Victor Boot to be a terrorist? Well, he's not uh, listed as a specially designated national. What we consider him to have been was a convicted criminal, convicted of arms trafficking and other crimes, um, to serve a sentence. Uh, He served 12 years in detention. He was set to be released uh, in 2029. And, of course, before we make any determination about whether to send somebody back as part of a deal to get an American home, we make a determination about the national security implications of that. We did that assessment in this case. Yeah, we did that assessment, and we decided he only wants to kill, you know, maybe millions of people as opposed to billions of people. I I mean, what kind of moron would make that decision? And here is John Kirby, of course, the spokesperson for the White House. This, to me, is what made me think, boy, we are dealing, really, as I said, with the JV squad. Listen to his answer. This is now, today, in response to the fact that, well, did maybe Russia clearly get one over on you guys? I mean, do you guys really know what you're doing? And listen to what he said. In light of the intense negotiations that went on in recent weeks and months, which was up to the very last moment focused on getting both of them home we've learned some things and we sort of we see we have a better understanding of of russian expectations here which will help inform uh the context with which we pursue these negotiations going forward but we're very focused on it so we what learn now that we can't really trust russia what kind of an idiot are you like now now there's some epiphany like oh now we know how to deal with russia in the future I mean, how stupid are you? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert, line eight. Robert, your thoughts about this. Hi, Rita. I believe this is an act of treason by Biden. And when the new House convenes January 3rd, they should start impeachment proceedings immediately for treason and other charges against Biden. You feel it's that bad that it was just such a horrible decision. I want to know, like, who advised him that this is the right move? Uh, you know, what's an interesting point, Robert. Remember when the whole thing happened with Afghanistan? Biden said with a straight face, remember, he told the media, oh, nobody told him that, um, you know, that it was a bad idea to abandon Bagram. Nobody told me we should stay. And then it turned out in the hearings, Millie told him Bagram shouldn't be abandoned. Um, a number of the other guys, the general who was on in control there on the ground said no. Like every single the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, said, no, we shouldn't pull out a Bagram. So Biden lied on that one. I wonder if there's anybody with a straight face who said, hey, it's a great idea to get rid of Victor Boot and send him out to unleash him against America and everywhere else. I mean, I, can I I would also like to know, did somebody advise him of that or is this just Biden uh, just so desperate to appeal like his woke crowd. I don't know what it's about. It's unbelievable. He should be on the list. 
convicted of terrorism. Come on. What the heck is going on? Yeah, this it, is not right. It is insane. I, I agree with you, Robert. It's, it is like sheer insanity. Uh, let's go to Stan. Line five. Stan, your thoughts about this deal. First, hello. Good evening to you. You too, my friend. You too. Okay. Uh, what the hell is wrong with you? I mean, what's wrong with some of these people? What's wrong? Wait, wait, wait. What's wrong with me? What do you yeah, mean? We're talking about this subject. Uh, I'll tell you something. Have you ever had to negotiate a deal like this? Has anybody who's made a phone call here know what it has to be done? That the negotiations have been going on for not just a year, two years. And the Russians, the Russians were never going to give up this guy in, in uh, uh, what's his name, Whalen. We know his background. You talked about it on Friday. Actually, actually, to wait, no, no, no. I got to correct you. Hang on. I got to correct you, Stan. No, no, no. No. We know that this was going on for a year, a couple of years. Hang on. Absolutely. There were discussions. Now, two things. First off, President Trump said he rejected a Russia deal, like a one for one deal, and said, uh, I could not release somebody like that. I wouldn't have made the deal for 100 people in exchange for, quote, someone that has killed untold number of people with his arms deals, referring to Victor Boot. So, yeah, he just said it's an unrealistic deal. I'm not going to unleash this monster on the world. And he sets a dangerous precedent. OK, that's one. Two, you talked about um, the fact that that nobody said he was ever you're trusting the Biden administration that that is the line that they want us to believe. There were reports early on that they were trying to get both of them for uh, Victor Boot, that they were trying to get Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner. There were reports of that in mainstream media. I'm talking NBC and a number of others. And then suddenly on the day, and even uh, Paul Whelan said he had his bags packed. He was waiting. He was ready. He was he was told basically, get ready. You're There's a good chance you're getting out. So clearly somebody told him that in the administration as well. And guess what? Suddenly it's like, uh, no, we're trading Hannibal Lecter uh, for Brittany Griner. So go ahead and you explain how that that is a terrible deal. And, oh, no, and, it wasn't. It was the best deal you could make. I don't care what Trump did. If it was his sister or your sister, you'd make the deal on your knees. Who are you kidding? Oh, and by the way, and, and I have said, Stan, that I do not. I, I think. First off, I think Brittany Griner should be home. I think Paul Whelan should be home. I, I, I am elated that she's home. I'm so happy. But I think they could have clearly gotten more. And, and here's, what more and, did you think they would get? Well, Let at me least, tell you something. At least two people if you're no, going to do happen. it. No, the actually, CIA. The it CIA actually, knows. it was. Actually, no, it could no. have. It could have. And you know and what? You know it what it is? It's a lousy deal maker, Stan. This guy is a wimp. He's a lousy deal maker. We saw the way he handled Afghanistan, and this was basically handled as Afghanistan Part Two by this guy. He was a wimp, and he couldn't wait to bring somebody home, and he was going to do it. I mean, he might have like the ice cream man. He would have let out for Hannibal Lecter based on this one. I mean, I mean, this is this is embarrassing, and it has put Americans at risk. We just heard, by the way, Stan. You asked me if I've done a deal. I haven't done a deal like that, but I've talked to many people who've been engaged in deals like this and high-level deals of this nature. And we just talked to the guy who really who was there, who basically was in charge of arresting Victor Boot. That, and he said, this is unbelievable that the guy's out. He was outraged, Stan. He knows better than you and I or anybody. He was right there. Go ahead, Stan. In these situations, you make the best deal possible. Who said? Who, who, the president doesn't look. He had somebody before he got out. This president has done what he's had to do to make these deals. This is a, You're not dealing with some 
uh, a nice country like Russia? Uh, because now the Russians want somebody from Germany. The Germans ain't going to give up that guy. The president's already talked to them. So you make the deal you can get. If it was your sister, if it was your wife or whoever else, you'd be on your knees to get her out. And so, now, as far as the other guy is concerned, I understand, and you kept talking about him Friday, that he's an extra. He's also uh, had got dishonorably discharged for whatever it is. He had, did some things overseas. Not very good. But he deserves to get out, too. One thousand percent. They both do, Stan. They both do. That's not what you can do. Stan, Stan, you are buying the party line. This administration coward. And as a result, if you listen to anybody who is dealing with law enforcement, now Americans around the world are at risk, and especially celebrities, because now they're going to start doing hostage taking. They put basically, oh, good, America, this wimpy administration that abandoned Afghanistan is willing to trade. So guess what? They just put a big neon sign. And now people around the world will be arrested, trumped up charges, because I believe Brittany Griner, it was absolutely ridiculous that they arrested her. It was it was insane. So they're going to trump up charges and say, you know what, we've got uh, Hannibal Lecter 2 over here. And now we've got Hannibal Lecter 3 over here. And now we're going to, this administration is such a wimp and coward because they do not respect this president. Um, Stan, uh, I love you. I appreciate it. I don't agree. And, and one thing I do agree, I yeah. don't blame the family uh, for begging anybody close to Brittany Griner. I'd be begging left and right. And, and you're correct exactly. about that. So right. I don't begrudge, you know, that she's home. I, I'm thrilled she's home. I Rita. just wish all of them could be home. And I wish our president had cojones. Go he ahead, Stan. Where? He doesn't even know. He doesn't know if it's right or left or way. He doesn't uh, know even a, know Rita, it's Monday. Rita. Rita. All I can say is this, okay? I'm not a fan of Brittany Griner, okay? I'm not a fan of her. But she's, a, besides us, brought up by you that she's gay or she's this or she has. Actually, you know what? Of- Actually, you know what's funny? I haven't, you know who brought it up? The I White House brought it up before. Yeah, no, no. The, the reason I brought it up thing, is the White House brought it up, which has nothing to do with her release. Thing, Rita, the most important thing is she's an American. And we got her out. The other guy, I'd like to get out too. Absolutely. And hopefully it will happen. But and it will happen the right way. And we are not weak. We've done this over many years. I don't want to hear we're weak, okay? We Trump are. Well, guess what? No, guess what? I'll, no, I'll, say it, I'll say it over and over again. We are weak, 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 weak. We are a bunch of wimps. And the other thing, Stan, yes, she's an American. And I haven't found this out yet, but I'm curious. Next time that national anthem plays, she better stand the heck up. If she kneels, we send her back to Russia. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And everybody, the holidays are here, and it is time to help make a difference. This holiday season, the Red Apple Audio Network is teaming with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, that organization that I love, for our annual holiday radiothon. This Thursday, December 15th, from 6 a.m. to noon, help us raise money for the Tunnel to Tower Foundation's Season of Hope. All the money raised will bring hope to America's military and first responder heroes and their amazing families this holiday season. You do not have to wait, however, until Thursday. You don't have to wait till then. Right now, you can even donate $11 a month or more. 
Go to T2T, that's the number two, T2T dot Rita Cosby online dot com. T2T dot Rita Cosby online dot com. Happy holidays and thank you, everybody, from the Red Apple Audio Network and Tunnel to Towers. Go to T2T, that's the number two, T2T dot Rita Cosby online dot com and do whatever you can to help our great American heroes and this incredible organization. And also tune in, of course, on Thursday as well. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to your callers. Let's go to Michael, line seven. Michael, your thoughts about Victor Boot. And, And I contend Biden was a total wimp on this. Go ahead, your thoughts. He was an intentional wimp. Let me ask you a couple of questions. First of all, you know me because we met at the uh, Javits many weeks ago, so I'm sure you recognize the voice. Um, She did the equivalent of spitting on the American flag. Now, let me ask you a question. She's gone to the Soviet Union before, correct? She knows it's uh, it's not like a little town in Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. She She's been there. She how, was playing for a harsh, team there. Exactly. How harsh they are. So um, she was on her own. You go through a red light. You can't say, oh, I didn't see it. I had my bad glass. No, you went through a red light. Let her, She should have sat there for a while to think about her spitting the equivalent on the American flag. Now, let me ask you something else. And this is totally... Uh, uh, it's incongruous in my mind. Every night you honor somebody, a police officer, a military officer, and yet you you praise the fact to some extent, maybe that's the wrong word, you're glad that she's back. She should have sat in that jail and thought about what she did. And the other thing is, I'll be honest with you, Rita, I know you a long time. I honestly, for a while, I stopped listening because you have the Stan character on who is nasty. Nasty. Well, Michael, two and- things. First off, two things. I love to hear from everybody. So to me, I, I hate when this whole cancel culture, which is outrageous, and in fact, in the next hour, we're going to talk about some of the new Twitter files. They are explosive about the efforts to cancel President Trump and conservatives. And so to me, I love hearing all sides, whether I agree with them or not. And I let Stan go on and on and on and on and on. Uh, but you know what? He, he didn't make a point, and I'm happy to correct him because sometimes that's a good thing is to hear – Uh, All sides. And then, you know, and listen, sometimes maybe there might be something that's enlightening or interesting. I'm always open to ideas. Um, I don't agree that she should rot there, but I do hope, Michael, that when she comes back, you are a great patriotic American. And I know your heart and I know that you care about this country as I absolutely do. And I agree that and I mean it, that if she sits and kneels for the anthem and says, oh, and, and trashes America or questions American justice or freedom, Oh, my God. Send her back. That is outrageous. Maybe she should have signed a letter saying, I love this country. I'm sorry. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Listening to the Rita Cosby Show on this busy Monday night. Uh, later on, by the way, in the show, we are going to talk about the Twitter files. This is edition number five. Uh, boy, Elon Musk is on a roll. I mean, some of the things that have come out and some that came out late on Friday and that have just come out in the last few hours by independent journalist Barry Weiss who basically is releasing it at the behest of Elon Musk. I'm so glad that he's like opening the floodgates. We were just talking with a previous caller who said, you know, I wish you wouldn't put this person on or whatever. I don't agree in canceling people. I I think it's disgusting. And I think unless somebody is, you know, threatening uh, like death to America and death to Israel, like the Ayatollah, who should be off Twitter. uh, But guess what? Trump was banned instead. And, You know, other than that, I think we should have free speech. And the more details we learn about why Twitter actually banned Trump, they are shocking. Really shocking. It basically shows they just didn't like him, that they were playing politics. They just didn't like him and that they just even knew that they were going against basically their own policies. And it didn't really matter uh, that people at Twitter were just kind of messaging some of the bosses and saying, oh, I don't like this person. And clearly there was a person at the high up level who couldn't stand Trump, no matter even though some of her other executives were saying, you know, this doesn't really fit our policy. He's not really saying something that would go against our policy that would go to this extreme of getting, you know, banning a free a leader of the free world, you know, a head of state, the American president for the first time in U.S. history. And some of the details that just came out a few hours ago really just show that he didn't violate their platform's policies, that they were just looking for anything they could do to basically block Trump and, I think, affect the election. And I think it's outrageous. How do you get any recompense? How do you ever reconstruct uh, what happened? The suppression of President Trump and at the same time the suppression of the Hunter Biden story at the same time, all helping President Biden, you know, I mean, this is just outrageous. We're talking right before the 2020 election. So much so, one of the latest things happened like a week before the election. I mean, it's outrageous. And they have really overstepped their bounds. And the more details we get, the more unseemly the people at Twitter appear to me. And I'm so glad that Elon Musk is courageous enough and putting it out there. Bravo, bravo, bravo. And he also indicates, by the way, uh, that they're going to start looking into Fauci. He said, boy, his stuff is going to start coming out soon. I can't wait for this one. Uh, more details, he says, on basically the suppression of COVID information. We know that there was some details on that that was covered up. And also, what about these 1551 intel agents? Remember, these 51 uh, intel agents who basically uh, said, this is Russian collusion, the Hunter Biden details and the laptop even though at that time the fbi had the hunter biden laptop in their possession so they knew that it was legitimate they're looking at it they can see it you can tell anybody with forensic you know with a you know half a class in forensics can figure that out at that point you know um and so they jumped on board and sent this letter that clearly had influence 
And so now the GOP is saying, okay, get ready, everybody. We're going to start calling in Fauci. We're going to start calling in a whole bunch of people about the NIH grants that he still doesn't really want to talk about. Gain a function, everybody. And then what about also the 51 intel agents? Well, now the GOP says they're going to start hauling them in and finding out who told them this. Why did they just kind of take it for granted that it was disinformation? They knew that it wasn't. If they just made one phone call, they would have known that it wasn't true. So who was orchestrating this big effort? Boy, it sounds like the lid is about to blow off. But not if you listen to MSNBC, because at MSNBC, they think Hunter Biden and the hundreds of millions of dollars that he took in, and we still don't know where the money went, uh, but it looks awfully fishy, guys. But they still think it's just one big funny laughing matter. No big deal. Take a listen. Eyes on the spies. And it's the Republicans' intention, Kevin McCarthy's intention, to subpoena 51 former members of the American intelligence community to pursue the Hunter Biden story. So if you're out there sitting at home, if you're out there sitting at home worried about your oh home heating oil bill, your grocery bill, the status oh of your kids in school, forget about that because themselves. we've got to get really to the can. bottom of the Hunter Biden story. Yeah, they think it's funny. Like, oh, who cares if uh, there's potential influence here uh, against the president of the United States, so much so that it could be, you know, controlling his decisions. I mean, this is outrageous. It, to me, it is shocking that they would actually just make a joke of it and think that it's all with. And, and from the from the party that before the midterms, remember the jokes that they were making before the midterms. Oh, why are they talking about crime? Why are they talking? People aren't that worried about this or their paychecks or, you know, you know, right. Let's let's talk about uh, CRT. Let's talk about reparations. Right. But now suddenly, oh, no, we shouldn't be talking about Hunter Biden. Give me a break. And I'm happy to hear that Congressman Jim Banks says, go on. Guess what? They're going to be calling in all these Intel officials who clearly Looks like we're in cahoots. Who was orchestrating all of this? There's no joke about it. Uh, these 51 officials abused their reputation and their positions as former intelligence officials to help their guy get elected on Election Day over Donald Trump. They abused the trust that the American people put them at, put, uh, gave them in those positions. I'm glad that Kevin McCarthy is committed to calling them and subpoenaing them to come and testify before the committee. But I hope we go a lot further than that. When you go and you, uh, and, and you apply to uh, reinstate your security clearance, there is a question on that application that asks about your trustworthiness, your character, and your honesty. And all 51 uh, of those officials assigned this letter proved to the American people that they're anything but honest. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I cannot wait to find out. I've always wondered, how did how did these people in a orchestrated letter sign a letter? These are folks, again, with security clearances. So they had access. All they had to do was find out, is it true? Is it not true? And they would have learned, oh, no, we have a Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, we just don't want to talk about it, you know? And you signed a letter saying it appears to be Russian disinformation. Somebody's lying and somebody's orchestrating all of this. And it sounds like the lid is about to blow, courtesy of the House GOP, which takes over in less than a month, January 3rd. Boy, I can't wait. I'm going to get the popcorn out for this one. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, we are talking about this terrible deal that Joe Biden did. And clearly the fact that now 
Uh, I'm glad, again, Brittany Griner is home. Some of you have said that you don't even think she should have even gotten out of the prison um, because of some of her disrespecting of America. And also she did, you know, have this vaping oil in her suitcase. She said she didn't know what was there when she was packing. It's a small amount. Uh, but some of you think she should stay in the prison and rot for the rest of her life. I don't agree with that. I think she should absolutely get out. Um, I think it was ridiculous. She was clearly being used as a political pawn. But now we've got this merchant of death because our administration, the Biden administration, made a horrible, horrible deal. And President Trump over the weekend came out and he said on his social media, Truth Social, because now he's actually able to go to Twitter, but he hasn't posted yet. But on Truth Social, his site, he said, quote, I turned down a deal with Russia for a one-on-one swap of the so-called merchant of death for Paul Whelan. I wouldn't have made the deal for 100 people in exchange for someone that has killed untold number of people with his arms dealed. So that's a pretty powerful statement, saying this guy was a monster, and now he's going to unleash holy heck on America and everybody else. And Victor Boot, however, the good old merchant of death, uh, you can see he was like grinning ear to ear. He was being heralded at events in Russia. And this is what he said, uh, basically happy to be home and basically saying, you know what, Uh, America isn't a great place. I love Vladimir Putin and I love Russia and I can't wait to get back to my work. Listen to this one. They're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. They're losing literally their countries. It's not anymore the same country. We knew America, who used to be a model for the entire world, and lead and be an example, you know, like they say, a shiny town on the, you know, sparkling town on a hill. And this is, of course, pity. It was a strong country who was really a, you know, industrial might, you know, this one. And look, for 30, 40 years, deindustrialization, drug problem, crime waves. You can understand, and I feel more empathy to American after this experience than I would feel any hate. Well, he certainly feels hate. There's no doubt about that. But how scary is it to hear from this monster that is quoting Reagan, obviously, was trying to quote the Shining City on the Hill, um, and basically saying America used to be this really strong country, and now we've got problems with faith, we've got problems, you know, with, uh, you know, drugs, we've got problems with all of that. Uh, in other words, now you're a weak country, and I feel sorry for you. And I feel sorry for us with the Biden administration. If this is the way they handle prisoner exchanges, he's laughing all the way to the banks and what a pathetic, weak country. How pathetic is this? And to me, the way the Biden administration handled that, it just fuels those thoughts. And that is really sad, really sad, because they know an easy deal for them when they see it. I say uh, Russia, boy, they got a windfall and we got a wimp. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. A wimp I'm referring to in the Biden administration. Uh, Let's go to BJ, line two. BJ, this is such an outrageous situation. Here is this guy, this, uh, you know, here is is, uh, the merchant of death doing interviews, like saying, oh, what a sad country America is. It used to be strong under, under basically Reagan, essentially, under those times. These kind of thugs, this, the thing it reinforces is these thugs respond to strength. 
And they clearly don't see strength, even with the Biden administration. He's like mocking us. Go ahead, BJ. No, I, uh, you know what? I hate to say it, but is he far wrong? And you know what's even scarier by his statement? He knows more about our country than I would wager that Brittany Griner knows about her country. Because he's right. We have suffered from a culture rot that has, uh, uh, you know, President Trump never would have made this deal. President Trump and the, and, and the movement that he started was we were turning around from the culture rot. We were getting we were getting back in touch with our with our history, our constitution. We were becoming uh, uh, pride. Uh, we were proud to be Americans again. We were making America great again. Then the, the election went the way it did, and it looks like from the Twitter files that it really, really is is more <laughs> that that election. There was a lot of impropriety in that election. But I'll tell you, you know, <clears throat> I would. Uh, you know, on a lighter moment, I would see if uh, Stan and maybe Teddy could volunteer as a prisoner swap to bring back Victor Boot. You see, they get Teddy, they get Stan, and we get Victor Boot back. It, it, I think it would work out well. What do you think? You know what? I, I think Russia would say, no way. I, I think Russia would say, we're begging you. No. Well, we'll give, if that's the, that's the deal, we'll give Victor, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll just uh, keep him there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. We'll find another deal. Can you imagine? They, they listen to the show for one minute and go, I surrender. <laughs> I'd feel bad for both. I'd feel, I know, I'd actually feel a little bit bad for Putin. He has to put up with Stan Kvetching forever about uh, the bad food in the prison and uh, how he, he can't uh, make uh, phone calls and how he's been. I don't know. You and, know what? You know what? Stan, though, um, and, and by the way, I always appreciate everybody calling. Stan seems to think that Biden is a great president. So he might say, God, this food looks delicious. <laughs> you know, he seems to see things uh, with rosy colored glasses. So he might say, boy, this slop uh, taken from the Russian stone quarry tastes delicious. So who knows? But, but uh, BJ, I love your call, and I love hearing from everybody. BJ, thank you very much. Let's go to Joe, uh, line one. Joe, your thoughts about this real quick. Hi, Dan. Hi, Joe. Uh, what do you think? Hi, there. Well, uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate, by the way. First and foremost, of course, as a matter of fact, one of the world's best negotiators ever was Trump. Okay? Now, Ukraine would never have happened because uh, uh, Putin and Trump were very friendly. They understood each other's minds. Uh, hence, uh, Zelensky, if he had uh, demanded to join NATO, uh, Trump would have said, no, 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 not during my term, you know, don't bother about it. Maybe in future you can try it. But right now, not a great idea. And he would have kept the peace. He would never have had the excuse, Putin, to invade Ukraine. As far as boot or bout, you know, the victor about boot, whatever uh, way they pronounce it differently, Russian is boot in American or, uh, you know, the English. Yeah, yeah, way go ahead bout. anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Now, Okay. Uh, now, as far as he's concerned, and uh, Biden, Biden would have given away 10 bouts, Victor bouts, because Griner is high profile, right, uh, for his own sake and for the 
Democrats' sake and his uh, followers, uh, Biden's rather, followers, etc., he would have to uh, have brought back uh, Griner under any circumstances, and Putin would have demanded 10 victors. Yeah, and by the way, I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying because I agree. I think Biden is so politically driven that that's why at any expense, you're right. I think he would have given away 10 victor boots or bouts um, because I agree with you that he was so desperate to make a deal to bring her back. And they clearly were much more focused on her than Paul Whelan. And for the administration to now say, oh, now we've learned a lot more about how Russia does deals. Uh, Hello. Uh, I've never done a deal with Russia, but I think I'd be able to say, guess what? Um, Clearly, this guy, they desperately want him. And your point, by the way, about um, Trump and Ukraine, two different things. I I, I disagree with Joe on one point. I think Trump would have said, hey, hey, Vlad, you know what? There's a rumor, uh, and I hope it's a rumor only, that the reason you're putting hundreds of thousands of forces right on the border there of Ukraine, that you might invade. If you touch one Ukrainian hair and you come into my country, your country will look like a rock quarry, you know? And, and that's where I think Putin, Putin was scared of him in the sense that he's crazy enough to say, you know what, we're going to do something to you. Don't you dare. And it's that sort of peace through strength. We saw it with North Korea. Remember, everybody was a little scared when the whole rocket man thing happened when he said, oh, rocket man, like, don't you dare rocket man. But the rocket man figured it out and suddenly he backed off. So, you know, you you got to like know that the other person is willing to play hardball. And our president was a wimp. And, and you hit it right on the head, Joe. He was going to give away the farm. He'd give away 30 Victor Boots if he could to get, you know, Brittany Griner. And it's like Paul Whelan who, you know, that's why I have no faith that he played tough in the negotiations. And we were holding the cards because boot or bout was a big, big, a big, big thing for Russia. They wanted him desperately. And we just gave, you know, basically, you know, easy, easy pickings to give, you know, Brittany Griner back and release this monster. And, and we're the suckers, or the admi- administration is, and sadly, we're now in a very perilous situation. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And boy, do we look like a wimp. And now many officials are coming forward, even those who were responsible at getting Victor Boot behind bars, that's this merchant of death, uh, are saying this was a really bad move, that this guy is one of the worst of the worst, and he is going to be uh, basically uh, a huge enemy to America and to the rest of the world. And you traded him for a WNBA player. You could have gotten a whole heck of a lot more. He never should have seen the light of day. But this was a horrible, horrible decision. Your thoughts, everybody. one 800 Uh Let's go to Chris, uh, line seven. Chris, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. So um, my thoughts on it are we, we've had a – I've actually done like a small little Internet search on this guy, and it appears a few years back the American government has made dealings with him. We've had, we had funneled weapons from him to uh, American-backed militias. We've used him to fund uh, little political quagmires that we've had along the world. I think the real deal that was made was not about Brittany Griner. That was for press. 
I think the real deal is this guy's going to play both sides of the ball again. We're going to use him to funnel weapons to the Ukrainians, and Russia's going to use him for his weapons. Because this guy is just a businessman. He deals in blood and death. And we're going to buy weapons from him, just like we did before. Although, you know what? Uh, although you heard from the DEA agent who actually was overseeing the investigation, began him behind bars, he was charged with four terrorism charges, conspiracy to kill Americans. So even if there was um, some things minor in the past, uh, clearly the overarching is he hates America and he's out to get America. And that is a really scary premise. He's clearly not a friend of America. I actually think... Uh, especially now that he has been behind bars and was behind bars, especially if indeed what you're saying that he there was some double dip in there at some point, he's probably even more angry at America because he's like, why'd you lock me up if that's the case, which is actually not good. You know, have you ever seen, uh, what was it, uh, Skyfall? I think it was, I was watching the whole like double trade thing, remember? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great military and, of course, their families, a powerful story coming from Cocahana City in Wisconsin, where it was an emotional day for local veteran Mike Weaver, who was surprised to find out and then receive this year's Northeast Wisconsin Veteran of the Year Award presented by U.S. Republican Congressman Mike Gallagher, of course, of Wisconsin. The veteran Mike Weaver said, I'm kind of stunned. I had no idea I was either nominated or that I was receiving this today. I am honored and I am humbled. How beautiful is that? He served as a medic during the Vietnam War. Once deployed to Vietnam in 1968, He started in a prisoner of war medical facility where he was charged with keeping enemy troops alive. He then returned to California to the Letterman Army Hospital in San Fran, where he provided care to the wounded service members who made it back home until he was discharged honorably in 1969. Tearful times were shared about his service to our nation. The veteran said that year we lost 16 thousand young Americans in combat. In the medical corps, we dealt with all of that. Although the local resident's military service is now technically over, he says he will continue to serve his community any way he can. He says service will always be a part of his life. It's in my heart, it's my passion, and I've always treated it also as a calling. And by the way, everybody, the holidays, of course, are here And it is time to help to make a difference. This holiday season, the Red Apple Audio Network is teaming up with the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation for our annual holiday radiothon this Thursday, December 15th from 6 a.m. to noon. Help us raise money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Season of Hope. All of the money that is raised will bring hope to America's military and also first responder heroes and their families this holiday season. And you don't have to wait till Thursday. Right now, you can donate $11 a month or more. All you have to do is go to T2T, that is T2, number 2, T2T.org. 
RitaCosbyOnline.com. Again, T2T.RitaCosbyOnline.com. Happy holidays, everybody. And thank you from the Red Apple Audio Network. And of course, Tunnel to Towers. Go to T2T.RitaCosbyOnline.com and help our great heroes and their families. This organization does so much. I love the Tunnel to Towers organization. We were at their gala just recently, and to be able to meet some of these incredible heroes firsthand and to also see their families, they are so grateful for the help. Uh, It has made an enormous difference. It's a game changer in their lives, and their families have sacrificed so much, and it's important to do whatever we can. Uh, Again, I hope you will go to T. 2T.RitaCosbyOnline.com and help make a great difference this holiday season. We are talking, of course, about this trade with a merchant of death and the fact that a former Marine, Paul Whalen, is still there uh, at a Russian penal colony, uh, you know, breaking up uh, stones on a rock quarry. And Biden, the best he could do was get the NBA player back for this horrible monster who is sitting there and now over the weekend... Uh, he's been basically laughing all the way to the bank. He was at a gala. They got a standing ovation. People were praising him. And he was talking about how he had a picture of Putin, by the way, in his jail cell the whole time in America. You know, people put up, you know, a picture of, you know, uh, a saint or something to give them hope. Well, Putin was the guy that was giving this guy hope. And he said, oh, I can't wait. I, I give my, uh, you know, uh, unflailing loyalty to Putin. I, you know, whatever he needs. So you don't think that this guy is going to, like, fight now in Ukraine, you know, to go basically to arm the Russians and help them slaughter, sadly, more Ukrainians? This is horrible. And also, he's mad at America. I mean, America put him behind bars. The DEA put him behind bars. Thank goodness. But now he's walking around like the Cheshire Cat. And it makes me sick. Uh, let's go to Jimmy, line four in Brooklyn. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts as we're hearing more about uh, this guy and just how he's parading and, and gleeful and and basically said, you know what, uh, America is basically weak. It used to be this great country. Uh, it's basically weak. And, you know, and I feel sorry for them. Like he's mocking us. It's It's really disheartening, Jimmy. You know history well. You hit it well. He's mocking us. We're not declining. We're being declined. And he, being a Soviet intelligence agent, would know that. He's most likely GRU, Soviet military intelligence. That's what the rumor was. And, of course, Putin is KGB. So this shows you the continuing war, whether you believe we defeated the Soviets, we defeated Karmi, whether you want to believe that or not, here's proof the operation is still continuing. And you hit it right on the head. He's mocking us. Now, there's some conservatives who think Putin's a good guy. They think Putin is against the New World Order. They think Putin is standing strong against terrorism and standing against uh, the breakdown of religion. That's that's the communist activity. There's people here who some people actually think Putin's a good guy. He's well, I don't know anybody like that. By the way, I don't, I'm not sure who, the, who those people are. But, but, Jimmy, I hear you as you're talking about the history and, and also uh, the fact that He's praising Putin. I'm glad, uh, you know, you feel the same way I do, that that is a scary person to be praising. Um, you know, the only thing I can say is he had he rode on nice horses. There were some nice horses. I thought the horses looked good. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Christopher, line three in Vermont. Christopher. 
Yes, uh, Rita. Yes, I think that this whole thing with uh, uh, Griner has been set up. Uh, I can't believe how many people, how many other women are on that team with her. And don't tell me that they didn't do drugs with her. And yet she's the only one who got busted for drugs. What? What? Well, what? See, see, what? What are you saying? What you think it was like a? Well, see, here's where I think Christopher. The timing was not good for her, clearly, because. Uh, she was going over there, and it was in February, remember, when she got arrested, and the war broke out at the end of February. So the timing uh, was clearly not in her favor. So it, it might have been anybody that they'd be willing to set up, um, you know, and or, you know, or if indeed she had it in there. I think she admitted she had it, but she didn't know she had it uh, was, the, was the issue. And again, it's so such a minor offense. Uh, I, I brought up in America, Alvin Bragg would throw her a party, you know, I mean, and... Uh, and, uh, you know, George Gascon would join it and buy her a bottle of champagne. Uh, but here, I think the timing was clearly they were looking for somebody, an American, oh, yeah, a high absolutely. profile, and she uh, walked no, right absolutely. into it. You they know? were looking for something. And, and, but don't, don't tell me for a second that, that her uh, uh, handlers with the uh, WNBA didn't tell her and her fellow teammates don't bring anything illicit into Russia. Oh, clearly, they clearly, like crazy. Clearly, so, but but that still doesn't it doesn't justify clearly what Russia did. I no, mean, no, you know, no, 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 but it gave it, but it gave them the the, uh, the the it gave them the alleyway. Yes, no question, it gave them the ammunition, and and even if uh, she didn't put it in there, they might have put it in there just to just to have a prize, you know. But it's a it is a scary lesson for anybody. That if you go to a country, and my goodness, you know, suddenly here it is, you know, weeks later, uh, the war breaks out. And remember, there were already clear tensions with Russia at that time. They were building up troops for a while. Um, so it was a dangerous place to go. But she wasn't getting paid a lot of money in America. And that's why she said she wanted to play over there. But you're right. I'm sure that she was briefed on the rules. Again, it still doesn't justify Russia's behavior. Let's go to Pete. Uh, line seven. It's an interesting point by Christopher. Go ahead, Pete. Hi, Rita. You know, just like this gentleman just said before, it looks like it was, you know, set up. And she said that she went there once before and brought the stuff in. You know, uh, when you travel, you, you got You can't even bring a mouthwash on a plane. You know, I mean, I don't know how they even, you know, got out of the country with that stuff. So there was some kind of a setup. And, and, and Pete, Pete uh, you know, the thing I think of two words, I think of Midnight Express. Remember that exactly. movie? That movie with the, you know, Timothy Hutton and uh, Sean Penn, yeah. I think, right? And, and yep. they were taken, they had a little bit of marijuana, they were kids. Uh, and then the next thing they know, you know, they're in, you know, hell on earth, um, as we saw oh, in the yeah. movie. So you're right. I mean, you, you can't, play games with that. On the other hand, you know, you feel bad for her because it was just obviously the worst timing and she was clearly uh, a political pawn in so many ways. I'm glad she's home. I'm glad I want every single American, of course, to be home. Pete, thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Eric, line four. Eric, your thoughts. Uh, hey, Rita, um, this is the NAFTA of prison swaps. That, that, I mean, you know, and what I was telling you closely is they, the Biden administration, besides leaving a man behind, they, they had to know they were going to be the laughing stock and like, you know, the outrage, it was going to the backlash, but they went ahead and did it anyway. And that was my point. Yeah, that's a good point, though, Eric. You're right. Like they had to know how bad it looked. 
And what, what makes him look even more stupid today is John Kirby, who's a very smart guy. He used to be Pentagon spokesperson, remember? And now he's at National Security Council saying, we are better informed now on what the Russian expectations are. I, I mean, like, in other words, we got educated through this deal. Like, uh, Paul Whelan has been there for a number of years. Brittany Griner has been there, I think it was like 10 months um, so you're dealing, you're like, what now? You're just suddenly figuring out how Russia deals with things? How stupid are you? I mean, to me, that made it, that made this administration look inept. And, and, and that was embarrassing to me. That was really, really embarrassing to me. Um, let's go to Mike real quick on, on line six. Mike, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Oops. Hey, Mike, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you hear me? Yep, go oh, ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, George Soros and the globalists have the, uh, everything to gain by this. Their main goal is to pit Christians against Christians, okay? So I think he orchestrated it. Biden was the puppet to request it, okay? And uh, uh, this guy's not loyal to nobody. I think even Putin got duped, okay? George Soros wants to pit. Uh, uh, Christian countries against Christian countries. This is the reason why Ukrainians and Russians are going at it already. It's because of the globalists. The only thing to stop the globalists are the Christian countries in Israel. So I think George Soros uh, and the Biden administration had cahoots and 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 did the request for the uh, trade. I, this guy uh, Putin had, had was in no position to do any request. Oh, actually, I disagree, Mike. And the reason I I think is that Putin clearly uh, was in a position because our administration cowered. You know, I mean, I agree with you. The average person, you 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 are absolutely making sense that Putin was technically in no position. And but if you had a strong president on our side. Saying, you know what, Mr. Putin, uh, guess what? You desperately want this guy. He's clearly a horrible dude. He's one of the world's worst. Um, I'm no fool. Uh, you know, you want him. You got to give us a lot more than an NBA player with a little bit of hashish oil in her suitcase. You know what I'm saying? If you're ever, if we're ever even going to consider it, you would need to do X, X, and X. But we didn't do that. We were like, oh, what else can we do? And suddenly Putin felt that he did have the ball in his court because our president is just so soft and so wimpy. Um, and that's what that's what makes me so sad that had we had a very strong president or somebody that Putin feared in the White House, um, you know, maybe this guy never would have a seen the light of day. And maybe there could have been a lower level trade for Brittany Griner. I still want to see her home. Uh, but this is not the way to do it. Wow, wow, wow. Speaking of, uh, before we go, I want to talk with you guys real quick about what's been coming out on the Twitter files. Because in the last few hours, some more details have come out, basically showing that the Twitter environment, thanks to Elon Musk, who's now releasing all the details, thank goodness, uh, but under the former leadership, basically was out to get President Trump in any way, shape, or form. That even within, there's internal emails that show that January 6th, they didn't really feel it was enough to get him, but they just couldn't stand Trump and couldn't wait to get rid of him. And somebody said, well, maybe when he said, patriots go home, American patriots, that could be construed as people who want to rise up against the government. If you say the word American or patriot, it's basically saying you might want to rise up against the government. Boy, were they desperate to get Trump. And somebody kind of said some of the statements he said on January 6th like this 
could sound like he was riling people up. Take a listen. Know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Peacefully and patriotically. And then at one point he said, American patriots, you know, we will make sure they're protected. So that's riling it up. Well, the new Twitter revelations basically do not look good for Twitter. It shows that they were just they knew that they hadn't censored the Ayatollah of Iran, who was saying death to America and death to Israel. But Trump, because they didn't like him, they basically went against even their own policies and were willing to stretch it every which way but loose. And this is what Jonathan Turley has to say about it all. Uh, Many of us criticized Donald Trump for what occurred on January 6th. But what you see in this company are people who are arguing that virtually any statement that he makes, including a fairly innocuous one, uh, should be treated as a violation. That's really the face of censorship. That's what it means, is that you have people that sit there and they dress up personal bias as a way of protecting others from harm. And now there will be hearings, basically unveiling the fact that 51 51 intelligence agents, remember James Clapper and a whole bunch of others, came forward and said, the Hunter Biden stuff, while you're banning Trump, you know what, um, the Hunter Biden stuff, by the way, uh, is clearly Russian disinformation, clearly. They had no evidence of it. In fact, the FBI actually had the Hunter Biden laptop. So now the GOP says when they take the House, they're going to call these so-called intelligence agents who still have security clearances And maybe they're going to make sure they get their security clearances revoked and they get publicly called out because who was orchestrating this big effort to suppress Hunter Biden? Take a listen, because Jesse Waters says he thinks that this will be must see TV when it happens. Good luck ignoring these hearings. It'd be like a girl at a bar. Her ex walks in with her best friend trying to ignore that. There's no way this is going to be possible. The media, especially the D.C. media, loves conflict. That's what they live and breathe for. And these are going to be hot hearings. There's going to be some sensational allegations. What's the media going to do, Judge? Are they going to cover the farm bill? They're going to have to cover this, whether they like it or not. I agree. What are your thoughts, everybody, and how sticky is it going to get? He says there's a lot more to come that's going to blow the lid off Fauci. That's going to blow the lid off suppression. More details about Hunter Biden. Wow. 1-800-848-9222. We're going to take your calls. When we come back, you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. Number five, which was just released a few hours ago, shows that they were willing to do anything to ban President Trump. It was just because they basically didn't like him. Not that he violated their rules. They just didn't like him. And they didn't like him even more after January 6th. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. So that's what they say, that and a whole bunch of other stuff. And just him being him is really the reason they banned him. 
uh, which is so inappropriate and completely against the First Amendment. It is outrageous. By the way, new details, too, um, that apparently uh, the January 6th committee is going to be issuing their final report at some point next week. So let's see where they go. Will they make a criminal referral? Uh, That could be a really big deal. And it just shows that they're trying to come in against Trump in all different directions. And Twitter, at least Elon Musk, has the courage to kind of blow the lid on it. I'm, I'm happy to see. I think sunlight is the best disinfectant, especially when they were clearly out to get him for political reasons. one 800 848 Let's go to Judith, uh, line eight. Uh, Judith, your thoughts about all of this. Go ahead, Judith. Hi, Rita. I really called about Stan, but I'm going to tell you two things also. As far as Trump goes, this is just ridiculous. It's like political theory. They have nothing on, on they have nothing on him on January sixth. Just like they have nothing on him on this political theater with now with the eleven um, allegations that they that the, the, these New York people found him guilty of. Because guess what? If the IRS thought that they could prosecute Donald Trump, believe me, they would. They have nothing on him. The IRS didn't go after him because there's nothing to go after. Okay? Although, although Judith, uh, although Judith, and I'll let you uh, also make a comment on Stan. Um, but, but first off, you know it's interesting if you see what they're claiming the January sixth committee, and it's the obviously totally partisan January sixth committee. It doesn't mean they're not going to try to create uh, some charge. You know, you can kind of you know create a charge against anybody. And make a referral to DOJ. And clearly this DOJ can't stand Trump. It's like it's like one big like political machine. It doesn't mean I don't rule out. Um, and I was talking to who was Dick Morris the other day, who, you know, is an advisor to Trump. He do, he thinks that he probably will be prosecuted, that they will try to come up with some sort of charge. Uh, Garland will will, you know, take a bite and then he'll go for it um, and decide because it'll just be a referral by Congress. Uh, You can't rule out that they're not going to try to come up with some sort of criminal charge against the former president of the United States, which would be stunning. But I I wouldn't be surprised that they try to go there. What do you think on that real quick? I I, read it. They they can definitely uh, indict him if they want to, whatever. But it's all it's all bogus bonus. Uh, It's just bogus. The whole thing is I'm telling you right now, there's nothing. Ask yourself. Let's go back to this. Why didn't the IRS go after Donald Trump? Because there's nothing to go after. He didn't do anything wrong enough to make a case out of him to prosecute him. This is just completely political theater, and so is January 6th, and so is the documents. Obama has 30 million documents. They do nothing with him. This is just going after an innocent man, which is President Trump. But I want to tell you something else. As far as Twitter goes, and then Stan, Twitter, Elon Musk, I heard, opened up a closet, right? And in the closet was the entire closet was full of T-shirts, and on the T-shirts was said, go woke. That just tells you right. who Twitter is all about. Go woke. You know, okay? Judith, I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. Right. It was like, you know, like it was like it, they all were. And clearly, if you listen to these like emails that are now come out, especially the ones in the last few hours, it's like all like like, oh, we have to figure out something for Trump. Oh, we got to do this. And um, we just have a few seconds. I want to make sure you get to your point about Stan, who I love having calling in. Go ahead. I hey, love listen, hearing listen, from everybody. We, we cannot pick on Stan. We've got to honor him because he is a Vietnam vet. And for that, I honored him for that. Oh, wow. Hey, by the way, Judith, I did not know that. I'm going to ask Stan that next time. And I always love hearing from Stan. I love hearing from everybody. And now that I hear he is a Vietnam vet, I, I love him even more. I, I am such a softie, of course, for veterans of all 
different wars. And again, especially, by the way, everybody, all you Vietnam vets, I love you. I appreciate you. And welcome home. We'll talk to you tomorrow night, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.